Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We are coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, up on the Great Lake, and um, we're excited to go through this journey with you over the course of however long this lasts. To be truthful with you, it's a experiment right now, but we hope it continues. Um, so make sure you subscribe, you share the podcast, and uh, we'd be super grateful for that. Um, first thing I want to tell you is to go to whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark. There you'll find the sermon that we are using to base our discussion around each week. And you'll also find other helpful resources there, um, some information about how to study Mark, the things that we're learning, etc. So head over to whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark, and that'll help you through this journey. Uh, my name is Danielle. I'm happy to be your host today. Uh, I've been in ministry at Grace Church in some capacity since 1999. We'll avoid ages. We'll just do years. <laughs> um, and I am an Enneagram, Enneagram 5. I am married to my husband, Usually you are. <laughs> Dave. Um, and we got married in 2006 and we have a sick, well, soon to be six-year-old Dax, who is starting kindergarten in about a week. So transition time in our house. Uh, let me let everyone else introduce themselves. Sarah, why don't Hi. you go first? Sarah McCoscoe here. I've been working for Grace for um, just over a year, actually, and I am the assistant for Aaron Lundberg, the executive senior director here at Grace. Everyone <laughs> knows who Aaron is. Um, since you went ahead and brought up Enneagram, I'm going to go ahead. I'm an eight- healthy eight moment of silence <laughs> which feels like it needs to be mentioned i am married to a great guy named ben no kids four dogs dogs are my life i love dogs so so much fun fact um i was named after the song sarah smile by hollow notes not sarah starship this is where our producer would hit the hit the track we need budget oh. we need budget can we bring it in do you guys I, all know I have what an you're applause here somewhere. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that no thanks. No. Uh, let's, Stephen. Oh, hey. Me. Yeah. This time. Oh, I didn't expect that. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. You well, actually, else? let me do this. We have two okay. Sarahs this week. So oh. to not be confused, you just met Sarah. We're going to meet Sarah May. Oh, yes. Yeah, is that good? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah, that was my uh, social media. Hand, handle name whatever oh, you call follower. it. Profile. She's so famous, <laughs> so cool. No, don't. But I, I used to be a teacher in the early days of social media, and I was like, yeah, I don't really want loads of students. Yeah. Like, so uh, I did my oh, first and middle instead of my first and last, and I didn't realize the consequences would be everybody calls me Sarah May, which is so cute. I love it. Um, so, so it is actually May. Your middle name is May. Yes, my middle name. It's is not May. just like I want to be cool, so I'm gonna. No. M A Y or M A E. M -A -E. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm named after family, both the Sarah with an H and the May. But um, I also thought, oh, that'd be a cool like if I wrote a book someday. But there's somebody already out there who claimed it. Sarah no way. Way. Boo. There's also Sarah Burt in Columbia, South Carolina. I get your email. So if you're listening to this, let me know. Anyway. <laughs> I love um, this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was random. <laughs> Coming back. You get her emails? So I have a story about that, but keep introducing okay. yourself. Yeah. Danielle's giving us the look. We're going to look. I, that sent me. I was like, okay. Let's. Okay. So I'm Sarah's Sarah identity. <laughs> Sarah Burr, one of the pastors here, I've been volunteering on staff at Grace for, I don't even know how long, like 12 years maybe. 
uh, married to a very fun guy. Um, so I'm an Enneagram 5, and he's a 7, which is an awesome combination. <laughs> um, his name is Nate. We've got a couple of kids, Maddie and Lincoln. Um, and yeah, was there something else that I needed to... No, whatever okay. you want. I already told you too much, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> which is rare. Go, it, Sarah, go. It was the longest introduction so far. <laughs> but now it's my turn. Yeah, take it away, Stephen. All right, my name's Steven. I've been at Grace for three and a half years. Fun fact about me is that I came in during COVID, April 2020. <laughs> it wasn't fun, so it's not really a fun fact. But I don't think that's the most fun of part of that fact, but no. we'll let it go. But it was crazy. Um, my role here is to oversee the creative space, creative and tech. That's fun. I'm from Scotland. So that's also a fun fact. Yeah. I don't really sound like I'm from Scotland anymore. A little bit sometimes. A little bit. I disagree. The wife is not thrilled about oh. how it has turned out. Is that why she likes oh. you the most? Was that the main reason she liked you so much? Yeah. She no. wants the brogue to stay. She wants it back. Mm. Yeah. She wants it back. You but can put I, it on though, right? Mm, it's hard. Oh, it's, it's definitely fake. It feels like. Hmm. But there's a lot of words that you still say that very much That are, are strange, yeah. Like. We all hold ourselves prostitute. And then people are like, do that again. Do that again. Mm. Um, I'm married to Nicole. Uh, We've been married now for nine years at the end of this month. And uh, we have three boys. We have a 23-year-old who came to us when he was 17, Alex. We have a six-year-old, Marlo, and a four-year-old, Saren. And they are all wildly different. Mm -hmm. Wildly different. So yeah, that's me. Cool. All right, so let's jump right in. Um, This week, uh, our sermon is really just an intro to Mark, why we're studying it um, as a church, but also just as individuals, why that would be beneficial. Pastor Derek did a good job of breaking that down. So I want to start with talking about why we are personally excited about going through this journey of Mark specifically, why this gospel excites you, whoever wants to go. Rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> I'll go. All right, go. This is Sarah with an H speaking. Um, Sarah. <sighs> Sarah May. Sarah May here. Uh, no, not Sarah May. Sarah. Sarah. Oh, that's, that's better. There's like this whisper at the end. And then it'll be Sarah. Sarah will be the other one. So I'm excited about Mark because it's like full speed ahead. Like he just jumps right in. So there is no Christmas with Mark. He just skips it all, and he's like, hey, this is beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that that's really fun because from the outset, you're centered on Jesus, man, Messiah, what he's saying, what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, good. And I don't know. I think uh, most of us have grown up in some sort of Christmas tradition that included like the baby Jesus thing. And I think sometimes we need reminded he's not Mm -hmm. a baby. (laughs) I just want to know, for those listening, Sarah with an A just gave baby Jesus an X. She's like, no. (laughs) No No time for baby Jesus. No time for babies. Yeah, that's good. Who else? Um, I think I'm most excited to focus on how human the disciples were that's mm-hmm. good with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's something that I very much relate to and I think it's something that ne- that needs to be focused on. They were human beings. They were flawed and they followed Jesus. They saw him in the flesh and they still mm-hmm. did their thing. So I'm 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 excited to relate to that. That's great. It's awesome. I'm just excited to read the Bible, guys. Yeah. Oh. Ugh, so no, I'm excited. I, so <laughs> 
I cheered and you two <laughs> groaned. What? We can't, we can't high five. We're too far away from yeah. each other. That's why, that's why the configuration. <laughs> um, I forgot to tell everybody, I'm, I'm an Enneagram 8 as well. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we're two eights and a five. Two, two eights two. and two fives. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's exciting. Um, no, I'm, I'm really excited about Mark. Uh, mainly because I love the way it, it's introduced as well. Like it says, you know, in the beginning, this is the, the good news, essentially, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Um, and I just love that idea. Like there's this, there's, this, there's this anticipation, there's this excitement right out of the gate. Like here's the, the gospel, the good news. So Mark's like oh, setting a precedent mm-hmm. for the whole book already. Mm-hmm. Like we are to be excited. We're going to move fast. Um, but let's look at it in a celebratory. Se- celebratory. So thank you. Celebra- I can't. Let me I, try that. Se- maybe I it's my Scottishness. Celebra- celebratory. Got it. Cele- got it. it. We can't also say burg- burglary. Burg- burglary. Scottish people cannot say burglar. Burglary. Burglar. Burglary. Okay. Burg- got it. Come really slow. Anyways, <laughs> that's why I'm excited. Today on pronunciation and <laughs> linguistics. Uh, yeah, that's good. I, yeah, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think just, yeah, the idea that, I think Pastor Derek said it similarly, but no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on, Mark is constantly going, here's Jesus. This mm-hmm. is who he is. This is who we can follow. Here's Jesus. Yeah. Here's Jesus. Here's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that the other Gospels don't do that, but Mark, because of the straightforward nature of it, mm-hmm. It feels very, very intentional, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. It um, must have been an eight. I, I'm a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably. was literally thinking that right now. That's so crazy that you said I, said, I was thinking that in my head. So we had this conversation the other day. Interesting. Yeah, go for it. If I derail, just tell me. But we had this conversation the other day. Who, who, was, who was talking about this? Um, about the majority of countries being a, oh, yeah. a, a personality type. Was yeah. that you? We were, was, I was in the mix, yeah. Um, but I just, I wonder that, like, sometimes, because I keep thinking about Scotland, and I'm like, yeah, we're probably a lot of eights, eights. in Scotland. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the history. and totally matter of fact. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know yeah. what I was thinking about that. Well, yeah, and the, yeah, it would be interesting to know, like, yeah, the personality. We know some of the personality of the disciples just by how they behaved. Right. Uh, but, you know, yeah, that'd be, inter- that'd be interesting. Um, so I think, like, in this climate, you know, Knowing, going through Mark, being very clear about who Jesus is, let's talk a little bit about how that can affect our current climate, our current environment. Um, I'll prompt you with a couple of thoughts, like young young people, their view of Christians, hypocrisy, um, political climate in the U.S. specifically. What are some things that you think about when we think about the impact of studying Jesus for who he is? in our world today. Yeah, well, Derek talks about it in his sermon and does a really good job just saying that in the culture that we're living in today, people care less about what you're actually saying and how you're living. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's just a, that's a beautiful reminder for us as we embark on this, and we're going to see these ordinary heroes, we're going to see people mm-hmm. fail, but then we're going to see this consistent line all the way through the gospel, and that consistent line is Jesus himself. Um, and so I just I think it's a, a real encouragement in a culture that desires authenticity mm. um, for your life to be essentially to match what your words are saying. Um, I think it's just a, a really neat opportunity for us to embark on it as a church um, and to sort of observe in that fashion. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that the opportunity Mark gives to put readers in his story is really interesting because he doesn't go into these long monologues um, like some of the other gospels because it's so action oriented. And so you can, in every movement within the book, you can be like, okay, I'm going to put myself in the crowd Mm -hmm. and observe. I'm going to put myself with the disciples Mm. and listen. I'm going to put myself with the opposition. What are they feeling and hearing as and we need to practice that in regular life, right? Like we, we want to be right and we want to tell everybody how we feel and we think, and we forget to put ourselves in, someone else's shoes, someone else's space and just be listeners and observers Mm -hmm. of someone else. And so if we take that posture in the gospel of Mark of like, obviously observing Jesus, number one, but like practicing putting ourselves in different positions of the crowd, the disciples, you know, the opposition, the religious leaders, all that thing. I think, I think we can actually learn some things about being, um, being better disciples because I think a lot of it has to do with how well we can sit with those who are different, how well we can pay attention to what's going on around us. The act of listening. We, yeah, we just, I don't know if it's just the loudest of us gets the bad name, but we are just so notoriously known as Christians for not sitting in tension with people, mm-hmm. um, which truthfully just sucks. And like, we have to stop mm-hmm. focusing on trying to convert anyone's thought or process about anything. Like, People have their opinions and people have their lifestyles and they have things that go on that mold the reason why they feel or do things Mm -hmm. a certain way. And when we come barging in and demanding that they can, you know, change their mentality or change their opinions, you're just make you're just setting them back further. You're Mm -hmm. not right. You're that's just not how Jesus would behave. Yeah. He didn't behave that way at all, and he still doesn't. So. Well, and ironically, when he did behave that way, it was toward justified people like us. It was toward people yeah. who were already like yeah. religious, religious, yeah. and which right. But we, he, we forget that sometimes. And he wasn't doing like the if you as you read Mark, look for who gets defensive mm-hmm. and who gets offended and who gets oh. aggressive. Oh. Right. Okay, and it's not Jesus, and good. he turns his disciples, you know, away from that as well. And so I think we want to think that we're one of the disciples and we're all close to Jesus and doing it his way and that we perhaps should pay attention because maybe our feelings and our reactions align mm-hmm. more often with those who are actually standing in Jesus' way. Oh, okay. And that's, and that's I mean, that's the beauty of narrative, right, in Scripture, right. Yeah. is that we have this opportunity right? to find ourselves in the story. Right. And every detail of Scripture is is handcrafted it's in there for a reason there's really not a part of narrative in scripture that you can skip over as mm-hmm. unimportant right. because storytelling mm. was such an art back well then. except baby jesus <laughs> apparently apparently, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag out. sarah mccoskey <laughs> sarahism but but to the tension point as well like I, I i just think that it's important to recognize as well like the whole foundation of our faith is this idea of walking towards the tension or even walking through tension together. Yeah. Like when we think Jesus came, very controversial mm-hmm. person as he walked this earth, hated by the people that that were religious, quote unquote, the people that he would have identified with. Uh, but then when he died, rose again, spoiler alert, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then ascended into heaven, like... That's it. Podcast over. Podcast over. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. The movement created after that was this like multicultural reality where 
what was exclusively Jewish before now was starting to graft yeah. in these Gentiles, like two societies that would never, never um, have contemplated mixing with each other. So it's just, it's, it's fascinating how far away we've got from feeling okay in the tension. Like we that must, so av- we must yeah. avoid conflict at all costs. Mm-hmm. We must put on this beautiful, perfect, you know, persona a facade in the mm-hmm. church that everything is great and we all agree with each other. Um, right. Right. Unity doesn't mean a lack of conflict. No, absolutely right. not. I think to, to your point, even before he died and rose again, so all of the disciples were recruited in Galilee, whether they were all Galileans or not, I don't think everybody's 100% sure, but they're all recruited from one space. But then all throughout the book, you see, to Sarah's point, that Jesus pushes into the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's like shocking them every other minute was like, hey, guess who we're going to talk to today? Hey, guess who I'm going to lay hands mm-hmm. on? T- guess whose house we are going to tonight, fellas? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and yeah, and so these guys would have just been blown away watching Jesus do this with them. And then from that group of, you know, one look-alike group of guys came what Stephen's talking about, about the whole world. And it's amazing. But because I watched Jesus do it. Right. Yeah, they had such close proximity um and like our version of that is just the like study and the intentionality and the time spent um with god to be able to do that because i think for me sometimes i'm doing it even if i'm trying to sit with some intention i feel like i will catch myself getting to a point where i realize oh i was doing that 99 percent of my own mm-hmm. wit strength mm-hmm. thoughts you know i can I can easily go there, especially with like a family member who's oh. not necessarily a believer. Um, and you know, that's a good reminder to me to be more like prayerful about those interactions because they just become rote for me, especially like mm-hmm. a family, you know, my dad, it's like, I'm gonna see my dad like twice a week and da, 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 you know. Um, but yeah, being more intentional about that closeness to Jesus with those situations that I'm walking into where people are different than me. Yeah, that's good. Good thoughts. Um, so Mark is, we're highlighting Mark in Mark four themes. Pastor Eric talks about in the sermon. Um, you can listen to more in-depth uh, explanation, but I'm going to go over them real quick and then. Somebody want to somebody wanna memorize? Memorize them? Who, go go ahead. Memorize them? I wrote them down, so what? it's cheating. No, I don't e- have Each a, pick I, one. Each pick one. Oh, okay. Everyone the, say one in whatever's left. Go for Sarah. Go. Spiritual warfare. War, Spiritual warfare, right? Yep. Yep. Yes. Also yep. Known Otherwise known as, as what? Cosmic. Cosmic. It's right here. I'm cheating. <laughs> I'm cheating. It's on my phone, everyone. Cosmic what? Cosmic conflict. Thank you. Oh, it's CC. CC. Cosmic. I'll conflict. never forget it. Cosmic. Conflict. I'll never forget it. <laughs> CC. Get it. Okay. Uh, meet anyone, discipleship anyone. failure. Okay, yeah, that's one. Ordinary hero. Ordinary heroes. Oh my gosh, I can't talk today. We're a mess. <laughs> Didn't that used to be a show? Ordinary. I can't what? talk today. Or ordinary heroes. Uh, wasn't hero or heroes? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah. maybe that's something. Yeah. Uh, it was a good show. Nickelodeon? No. no. It was like on NBC, NBC or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. They were like superpower. Mm-hmm. Super it was good. Powers. It was good. Remember Nickelodeon with all the slime? I do remember Nickelodeon with all the slime. Have you ever been slimed? No. What? I haven't either. Can I uh, give the symbol for moving on? <laughs> no. Only I can <laughs> the, give the symbol the, for moving on, Sarah. Signal. Um, <laughs> uh, fourth one. Okay, so cosmic conflict, discipleship failure, ordinary heroes, son of God, son of man. Um, 
Those are the four that we're going to mm-hmm. be, as they pop up throughout the gospel, we're going to highlight them. So we thought today maybe we would each pick one that resonates. And if there's a duplicate, that's totally cool. We didn't fully plan this part out, but um, who would like to go first? Me. Go get it. Oh, whoa. Okay. Because honestly, this cosmic conflict and this spiritual warfare is so in my way. Hmm. And it's something that I'm relating to, like hardcore. So, just like a little personal, like yeah, little, you know, thanks. So, yesterday, like getting ready for podcast day. Okay, um, I was 100% attacked by Satan. Hello, goodbye. I was so frustrated. <laughs> yep. He came at me. Full, he doesn't want this podcast. Hell, he does not. He does not want this. He does. It's going to reach so many people. It's great conversation. He doesn't want this. He doesn't want me here. He doesn't want anyone here. Anyway, so he went ahead and just dumped like everything he could in, in my little mm-hmm. head. You're not good enough for this. You're 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 not. You don't have enough knowledge. You can't bring anything to the table. You're going to sound stupid. You're going to say something bad. Mm. Like just in my own head, and of course, instantly. I got angry in my car and I was shouting at him and I was praying <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, like, and I went to Jesus full force and I, I, I went to the Holy Spirit. I did everything. Like, I was like, I need to talk to you. I know this is like very prevalent, but it haunted me for like ever. And then with the sermon, when he brings up failure, it was like such a massive God wink. Mm. Like, okay, you, you see me, I know you're here. Like, does anyone do that? Does anyone oh, know yeah. like the God wink? Do they envision God literally winking at you? I and like, I see you, girl. Like, you know, does like a oh, little snap I, maybe? Or like, that's exactly how it is. I got you, girl. Yep. So God does that to that me. That is literally, <laughs> I envision that. So the spiritual warfare is very, very real. And I was, I was very much, I was, it was very much prevalent to me in, over the last couple of days. Yeah. So, so that one's sticking out to you. It's sticking out. Can I just say, I really appreciate it. Your moment of transparency. Oh, yeah. And your ability to be that honest with God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I need to talk to you right now. Well, I think like, that's... It, it's very personal. Yes, yeah. it is. And A, I think the human part of who Jesus is is something that shouldn't be ignored. Like, yes, he is the most high. He is the most he is god almighty but at the same time he purposely made himself a human for a period of time for a reason yeah, you know it still is so i very much look at jesus and i like i have ultimate fear of him in a positive way like i respect him very very much i realize the power behind him but at the same time like he died for me the most barbaric brutal murder ever like anyone read the book killing jesus by the way by bill o'reilly Okay, no, but I've heard. Do I've yourself a favor. It. Oh. it took me three days to read the part where Jesus was crucified because it's so insanely graphic because they bring in historical fa- Anyway, so I think about that and I think he did that because so I could have that closest to him. So when I talk to him, I talk to him. Like yeah. I don't try to like be a scholar or anything like that. So yes, I'm very much like, Jesus, seriously, I'm having such a bad day. And I, and I dump do it. do it so similarly. Do you? Do you do? No. no, he doesn't. <laughs> He'll try so, though. He'll try this week. I yeah. will. I definitely yeah. will. Yeah. I think there's uh, there's something very um, 
he did it so we could be personal and close like that. So I take that seriously. Yeah, and that's I, I take advantage of it. That's really good. Thanks. I, yeah, I definitely can still fall into the trap where, not all the time, but where I, I'll be like, I just need to button this up first. Mm. Or like <sighs> figure it out a little yeah, bit more. And then, mm-hmm. then I can bring you in on it as if he's not in on it. It's like, what, what am I fooling? <laughs> I think that that leans toward the discipleship failure piece. Does, yeah. So like seeing discipleship failure, their doubt, their lack of faith, their straight up betrayal, all of that. And I'm like, I just want to carry around, like drag these anchors of shame with me oh, yeah. about all oh, the ways good. that I have failed him. And it's like, and then rather, instead of doing what Sarah Sarah's doing, just going to him and telling him, like, I feel like a huge failure, lump, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. like, I don't deserve you. I will lock it all up. Yeah spend this bunch of time by myself until I realize like, oh, wait, I, I have a savior <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who died is... for my failure. Yep. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Um, so yeah, I need to learn a little, a little more from Sarah without an H about, but I don't do it all the time though. Letting go. I'm going to stand. So, yeah. You're having a problem with your blanket. Huh? I don't want to, I just don't want to sit. Anymore. Oh, she's on, she's on the move. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's getting ready. Better. <laughs> was that, was that your one you wanted to highlight? Yeah. Too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. That was hundred okay. percent what I want to yeah, highlight. Great. So it was perfect with what she said. Great. So for me, it's, I, th- I think I would have gone to cosmic conflict mm-hmm. um, just simply because of the state of this world. Oh, mm-hmm. So obvious. You know, and we, we can't really say that the world's getting bad because the world's always being plagued by sin, right? So it's not as, I mean, there's, it fluctuates, right? Sure. There's good seasons and there's bad seasons. But it's not, like, it's not like we're getting any worse. But I just feel like in our current world right now, there's just... It's just a clear spiritual battle going on for the souls of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just this, yeah, so many different, it feels like so many different mm-hmm. agendas that are out there that are that just feel blatant and obvious. Yeah. And my heart breaks for those people who will be washed away in the tide. Yeah. And it's like, how how do you respond? How should you? How ought you mm-hmm. um, respond? Uh, but at the same time, um, so that would be my cosmic conflict one, but I'm going to, I'm going to go to the ordinary heroes because oh, okay. this has been a little bit of a passion of mine for a while. Yeah. Um, so before grace, I was a lead pastor of a small church in Western New York. And, um, if you're listening, if you're listening, <laughs> Hey guys, you might be. And, um, I just, I remember just feeling as that lead pastor, um, wanting to chase after all the big things, right? So you see all the big churches with all the movements and momentum, and most of the time, small churches don't ever get to enjoy that level of momentum. Mm. And I feel like small churches just chase after the extraordinary. Oh, like we yeah. need to be great like everybody else. We need mm. to be beautiful like everybody else. We need to have all the big toys like everybody else. And and we get. Uh, we get caught up in that and we actually lose the identity of who we are as a body of Christ for that season and for that moment. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that realization a few years ago and actually beginning to celebrate just the ordinary everyday faithfulness. Yeah. So when I think of the ordinary everyday faithfulness, I think of Gene Potter, which you'll probably never be listening to this. But the commitment, the 65-year-long commitment to that church, mm. just day in and day yeah. out. And I know every church has that. Um, but I just remember it being a switch in my head. Like, we need to actually identify that the ordinary, the ordinariness of life yeah. is actually extraordinary. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's powerful. And I know, Sarah, you're going to be talking about that in a, a few weeks coming up. Um, but just the beauty of that. And so I just hope that as we navigate through Mark, we're able to capture 
that we're able to see it in of ourselves like what we've always considered as ordinary and like unexciting about ourselves is actually the very things when we're consistent in it that god uses to draw people to himself yeah yeah that's yeah beautifully said yeah um i love how pastor derek used the he used the phrase um be a peddler of hope Um, Mm -hmm. you know, leveraging Mark and what we're learning to be a peddler of hope in other people's lives. And something you said about the, I started writing when you were talking about people being washed away in the tide. I just had this thought about how sometimes in the church, I'll say, I'll say specifically in America, I think we, we can, as a organization, if you will, as Christians, we can get caught up or some of us can get caught up in winning people to Jesus for our own protection and comfort. Mm. So we're not we're not so much it kind of goes to your point Sarah like we're not so much sitting with them and learning their struggle and how can we navigate this together but it's like can I get rid of this part of you yeah. so that you can be like me hmm. so that we can be more safe hmm. versus fascinating. I don't know it just popped in my head. Wow. That's yeah. the nickel nickel thought from Danielle of the day. But uh, anyway, that and thinking of being a peddler of hope, like what's a peddler? What's a peddler? Yeah, that's a person that's just like door to door, like, hey, yeah, I got It's the vacuum shoes. dude, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shoes, come get shoes. shoes. Come. Yeah, it's the, yeah, the guy who brought, the Schwann's guy, like the yeah. food guy, right? Yeah, and that. just thinking of hope as a commodity. I just mm. love that thought. Just wanted to bring that up. That was good. I don't know. I, I appreciate told, that very much. Totally went off the rails there, but I did want to talk about Peddler of Hope. Um, okay, so, okay, what we want to do, we're kind of near our time here. We want to make sure that we give you guys who are listening or watching um, a next step, a question, something to do. So uh, one thing, I'm just going to echo one thing in Pastor Derek's sermon. He did a challenge to, at some point in this week, read through the Gospel of Mark. Should take about 15, 20 minutes, depending how you read audio. If you're not like a reader, just listen I'm to an it. audio guy. Yeah. You, uh, I have to tons read. of, I yeah, tons of resources for that. version has that. Um, that would be one big one. I think we're all going to commit to that. And then, you know, we'd encourage you to do that too. And then also, um, we want to give you questions to think about or ask people. One question also Pastor Derek brought up in the sermon to ask yourself, um, as we go through this week on a daily basis, can I believe all of this again today? I loved that. Yeah, mm. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, however that manifests in your life, that try to remember that question. And then the other thing, uh, the other challenge would be to ask someone in your life, whether they're a believer or not, would you read through the Gospel of Mark with me? Whoa. Whoa. It's a big one. That's an advanced level, yeah, advanced yeah. level question. Even for Christians, I think that's an advanced that's level a, question. Yeah, but that's a level two. That's a nervous question for mm-hmm. sure. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Full disclosure: I'm probably not going to do it, <laughs> <laughs> I, but I don't want to limit anyone else's greatness because of my <laughs> inadequacy. Yeah, like my who, relational inadequacy. Who's that person that makes you most nervous that comes to your mind when you think? Like, don't don't no. name, don't name them, but it's like that's the person that you should probably ask. Like, Whoa. they're obviously okay. going to say no. Call down eight. Eight. <laughs> eight alert. Yeah, five. You can just read it at your house. It's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you know, it, maybe you know, you don't have to literally beat. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to. I'm not going to qualify for anybody. But yeah, next level question: Will you read through this with me? 
Sarah, do you want to drop the version info that we have that yeah. can help them with that challenge? Yeah, so we uh, wrote a plan called Seeing Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much like I was talking about earlier about like putting people in the shoes of the crowd, the disciples, the opposition religious leaders. Um, and so that's on version. It's 30 days in the Gospel. And so I would say take your time. Mm-hmm. Like There's no rush to do it in those 30. Um, but yeah, we'll take you through the whole thing and help you get good at observation, you know, watching and seeing. That's the title. Seeing Great. Jesus. Yeah, so. good. Okay, so those are the things. Read through the Gospel of Mark. Can I believe it all again today? Would you read through the Gospel of Mark with me? Um, that's about it. That's all the time we have for today. So a reminder again, go to whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark. Uh, there, along with the resources, you can submit questions to us um, that we can use in future podcasts. Next week, we're going to be diving into Mark 1, verses 1 through 8, if you want to prepare and read that over double, if you read the whole gospel, read that again. Um, That's it. Extra credit. That's right. Okay, so that's it. Thank you, guys. Uh, Like and subscribe. We'll do all the things that I don't know how to say how to do right now, because I just (laughs) said like and subscribe, because that's what podcast people say. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Spread the word. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.